Hello, how are you? This is Hubert. This is my first podcast. Um, I am totally new to this area, so I don't really know what to prepare, and I kind of feel like I won't edit this voice memo even. But I think I should. Probably introduce myself first because it's my first episode. You probably want to know、uh, what this guy is doing and what this is all going to be about, right?、Um, so, I was born in China, grew up in China, and I've been working in China for about ten years. For、uh, you know, I think all of、um, all of the companies and brands that I used to work for are Chinese brands. And Chinese companies, so I will be sharing my experience, my work experience, with Chinese brands, and especially in the area of marketing and branding, since、um, that's what I do, and it's also something that I'm still doing. I've been doing international marketing for a long time. I think, I mean, by long time, I mean about ten years, and I've noticed some. Thing very interesting, like there's a few interesting differences between Chinese brands and international brands. When I talk about international brands, I sorry, I should probably say、um, American brand. So I'm not sure whether it happens to you a lot. Like when you look at a website, when you look at a product video, when you look at a Marketing material, you can kind of tell whether it's a Chinese brand or an American brand. Do you have this kind of experience? I'm not sure about you, but it happens to me a lot. Part of it is probably because I'm a Chinese, and、um, I've been doing this business for a while. So, let me give you a few examples. Like,、um, I for me, I always feel like. The marketing campaigns that Chinese brands do are usually pretty aggressive. They tend to sound like superior, powerful, and you know make the products and services sound advanced and premium. They usually talk about the product, the features, and the、uh, functions of the product. But what they usually Like neglect, is that they kind of forget how to communicate with the customers and the users. It's something that Chinese brands are usually not good at, which is how to communicate the user benefits, how to make the product sound useful and valuable to the customers and to the market. And. I find it very interesting because it's just something that American brands are usually very good at,、um, and also some of the、uh, British brands like,、um, like Dyson. I would say. I mean, we all know that Dyson is、um, is very different from Apple. Like Apple,、um, they would talk about the the experience that the users would have with their product and the. Ideal lifestyle with the product, while Dyson usually talk about 
um, what kind of changes that their products could make, could do to the users? What kind of problems their products can solve? I mean, they're all good, but if you look at some of the Chinese brands, I would say, um, okay, because you don't know me, so I would just name it, all right? Like uh, Roborock, Dreamy Technology. These are some of the, uh, like, I would say small Chinese brands that you you probably have never heard of. But if you live in the U.S., you, you've probably seen their ads a lot because they are quite big in China. Um, and they I know they spend a lot on ads, especially on Facebook and Google. You know, by the way, they, they sell robotic vacuum cleaners. If you look at the marketing content and the communication that they make for their products, they usually focus on the products themselves, like what are some of the upgrades to this product, um, um, what's the like the suction power, what's the runtime, what's the motor that they use for their robot vacuum or vacuum cleaner. They seldomly talk about um, what the products can do or can help for the users. But to be honest, to be fair, I would say that they are improving. So if you look at the, some of the marketing materials that they made recently, they have been they have started to talk about some of the user benefits and problems that they can help with their products. But still, I don't think it's enough, right? If you look at Apple's um, marketing material for iPhone every year. They make, apart from a product introduction video, they would have um, several creative ads. And the most iconic one, I would say, is um, I'm not sure whether you remember this. Uh, they have a colleague. They would have a have a video where there's a colleague at an Apple store explaining some of the up all of the upgrades, all of the fe new features of the iPhone. Um, and the differences between, you know, iPhone 14, iPhone 14 Pro, iPhone 14 Pro Max, and iPhone 14 Plus. The video is going to be quite long, about for about like 10 minutes, but they are going to explain everything in that video. And I feel like for complex products, this this type of content is very uh, important. It's necessary for the consumers to to help the consumers to understand the differences between the products and help them make a decision when uh, considering before they take an action. That's very important, but it's not something the Chinese brands are good at. I think for several it's for several reasons. One, English is not our native language, so we feel challenging or like, uh, or we kind of feel like it's going to be very difficult to create this kind of content. You know, it's even hard to find a Chinese colleague to present the product in the video in English. It's almost like impossible. I know a few Chinese marketers who are able to do that. Like, um, um, for example, like OnePlus is very good at it, but I'm not sure about other brands. One is the language barrier, I would say. Two is probably the cultural difference. Like in Chinese culture, we tend to be you no know, 
humble and do not like be exaggerated. Do not show off yourself in Chinese culture. So I would say Chinese marketers tend to um, they feel more comfortable working behind the stage instead of on the stage. Let's just put it this way. And that could be something, a big challenge for Chinese brands. Because, you know, when you do marketing, when you do branding, you need to show off. You need to talk a story. You need to talk to your customers. For me, with my own, with my 10 years experience, I know it's not too long and I didn't really start marketing, but I feel like I believe that marketing and branding are all about communication. It's about how you want to sound like, how you want your customers and market look at you, what kind of image you want to maintain, and how do you want your customers and people feel like when they interact with you, when they use your product, when they go to your customer service, when they unpack your product. I think that's very important, and it's something that Chinese brands are not really good at. Um, now you may, I know if you have um, experience with Chinese brands or products before, you might say that I know several Chinese brands like Xiaomi, and they did very well in the past. Um, they sell very well. That's true when everything was cheap in China. Right, we all know that you know things are getting way more expensive now in China um, for the human resource. I mean, for the labor force, for the the rent and the the te- the the material cost and everything. Everything is going up. I and so a lot of Chinese companies are trying to build a brand instead of like selling products. Chinese companies were able to make uh, a good business when everything was cheap in China, so they could just like sell the same or similar product for um, 25% of the price of a foreign brand or 50% of the price of, a, let's say, an American brand. That's how they make, um, that's, that's how they created the business. It's also something that um, a lot of my colleagues are good at, right? You know, when you sell a relatively cheap product, you don't really need to focus on the content or the communication or prove your customers that you are, your product is worth the price because they don't really care. So I used to sell like women's, women's outfits for a Chinese company, and they usually sell on Amazon. And so I started a Shopify store for them, and I would say the price of a dress that they sell is really low. It's about like $10 or $15. So a lot of times a customer, would, an American customer would buy the dress and then forget that they've bought the dress. That's very interesting. But, you know, I think it could happen a lot to a product of like, 10 or $15, but when it comes to $100 or $200, I don't think they're going to forget that they've bought the product. They're going to be asking you. They're going to be picky 
on the quality, they're gonna be like you know, like tracking everything, making sure that everything is done correctly, delivered correctly, so that they can get the the value of the product. And to be honest, it's not something that Chinese companies are good at. It's not something they are used to. So. As I know, a lot of Chinese brands are trying to change, um, figure out a way to to build up the value of the product, but it's not easy. All right. So that's it for today's episode. It's already twelve minutes. I don't intend to make it. I mean, I didn't intend to make it this long.、Uh, I was just trying to explain why I wanted to create this podcast and share some of my experience.、Um, Based on my past, I didn't know that it it would be this long, so I think I should just cut it here. So I would name this first episode as introduction to my channel, and then I'm gonna make um, a um, um, the next episode soon, focusing on. I'm not sure yet. If you happen to listen to this podcast, please leave in the comment section or. If there is a comment session, let me know what you want to hear and what you are interested in. I'll try my best to、uh, like share my experience and whatever I can find in my podcast. All right, that's it for today. Thank you for listening, and I hope to s- talk to you soon. Bye bye.